This is a diet of Brussels. How many referendum campaigns uh, will there be? How many, how many groups are we going to have? Simple answer is as many as you like. Um, since uh, 2011, uh, we've got legislation here in the UK that regulates spending in uh, election campaigns and also in referenda. And this is all administered by the Electoral Commission, who have a very useful website which I thoroughly recommend you go and visit. What they say is that uh, anyone can campaign within uh, a referendum. Um, but if you want to spend more than £10,000, you have to register uh, with the Commission. And that gives you uh, the ability to uh, basically spend uh, what you like and also for you to have access to the electoral roll to help in dissemination of your message. Now, this matters um, because uh, what we've seen in uh, recent weeks has been the formation of a number of pro and anti groups um, of different kinds. So uh, recently we've had uh, a number of uh, wealthy backers led by Aaron Banks who've talked about spending somewhere in the region of £20 million uh, for a no vote. Much more modestly, much more modestly, you've had some uh, pro-EU groups uh, being set up, uh, often very uh, local in their uh, remit in terms of trying to hit particular communities and groups. So that might include universities or academics uh, and scientists. Um, basically trying to mobilise people to vote uh, in favour. Now, where this gets confusing, where there often is the confusion, is in the role of a lead campaign. When we have a referendum, and I say when, not that we've had many in the UK, there is a provision in the legislation which says that there is a lead campaign. And that is the official campaign of uh, each side of the uh, vote. And they have access uh, to a uh, much more extensive amount of resources uh, from uh, their own uh, backing. They have access to some uh, public funding. And they are designed really to ensure that there is an uh, equal, roughly equal, uh, amount of campaigning in an official capacity on both sides of the question. Now, those lead campaigns are the ones which we've talked about in previous episodes, which are going to be the ones which really are the focus. And they're probably going to be the ones that are the most general uh, and generic in what they try and do, because they're not trying to reach out to particular groups, they're trying to reach out to as many people as possible. Which again is the problem in trying to decide who might lead uh, those campaigns, who's going to be the face of them. Overall, what we are going to see is uh, a set of uh, an ecosystem, if you like, of campaigns on both sides, as well as some other groups who are going to be involved and contribute, maybe not necessarily with uh, a particular outcome in mind, but because this is an opportunity for them to raise the profile of the issues that they're interested in. However, the difficulty always comes when you have multiple campaigns of uh, conflicts, of differences of opinion. And uh, I think we all see this on both sides, that some of the messages that some groups will send out will not be well received by others. So 
the nominal question that uh, will be posed um, about membership actually will be interpreted in very different ways by different actors. And in terms of managing uh, the relationships between those, those uh, different groups, uh, the role of the lead campaign is going to be vital. But if they can't provide a broad enough church uh, within which people can work and find common cause, then that's potentially detrimental to everyone involved. However, we're still very early in the process. Um, again, now we're talking about uh, something happening uh, in late uh, 2016, in October. That's plenty of time for people to organise, but also plenty of time for them to fall apart. We'll see where this leads.